0: we're ready to begin our teleconference titled Building Relationships with Journalists to Promote Your Business. Before I introduce our guest expert, let me say that this seminar is a presentation of the Community Economic Development Fund in Meriden, Connecticut. I'm Frederick Welk, a business advisor for CEDF clients. The Community Economic Development Fund is a nonprofit organization which provides enterprises in Connecticut with term loans, lines of credit, and commercial mortgages when they can't get traditional bank financing. We welcome our teleconference participants who include CEDF clients and uh, business owners from across Connecticut and counselors from the Yukon Small Business Development Center. For practicality and to uh, improve call quality, we're going to mute the lines of everyone listening in. We have questions that uh, our invited registrants uh, submitted in advance and we'll get to as many of those as the hour permits. This presentation is being recorded and CEDF will make the program available for our website in the coming days, cedf.com forward slash recorded presentations. Our presenter today is Lee Howard, Community Editor of the Day in New London, Connecticut. He currently runs eight weekly newspapers in southeastern Connecticut. In addition, for more than 25 years, he was an editor and columnist for The Day, which has been honored as New England's uh, or New England Daily Newspaper of the Year in its circulation category six times in the past decade. As a business writer in 2009, he earned the most prestigious prize in Connecticut journalism by taking home the Theodore Driscoll Award for investigative reporting. He also has earned top prizes in business writing, column writing, breaking news, and page one layout, among others. His reporting has been cited in at least three books, including Pulitzer Prize winner Hedrick Smith's 2012 bestseller, Who Stole the American Dream, which pointed to Howard's reporting on outsourcing tied to H-1B visas. Lee, who has a master's degree in interactive communication from Quinnipiac University, also has dabbled in videography and for the past year has hosted a history podcast. And for the past five and a half years, he's taught journalism writing and technology courses at Mitchell College in New London. So we welcome uh, Lee Howard. Yeah, thanks, Rod. Appreciate you having me on. Well, almost every small business owner would love to have their operation featured in the local newspaper. Besides the new business features that are kind of a staple of smaller publications, what are the fundamental components of a story that's likely to attract media interest?
1: there was always a requirement at the day when i first got here over 30 years ago that a business actually be in business for a year before they would even deign to pro- profile them so <laughs> uh, you may be right smaller newspapers are probably big into uh, into into that but uh, some of the larger newspapers really want you to be more established <laughs> that was kind of a thing of the past though because you know now that uh, <clears throat> we have the internet and companies are Kind of getting traction much quicker. Uh, I think uh, we're more prone to want to profile uh, new businesses that are doing interesting things. As far as the fundamental components of what makes a good uh, story, a good business story, particularly, uh, is kind of what makes any story. Uh, number one, timeliness. Um, you know, did did something just happen? Is it about to happen? Obviously, as a journalist, we kind of love to hear about things before anybody else does. So, if you've got a you know major new thing that's going on with your business or a business that's opening uh, that you want to spread the news, uh, you know, let us know first because uh, you know we do like to be on top of things and we like to know what's happening. Um, also, I think a lot of people don't think of timeliness as also something having to do with longevity. So if you've uh, been around for 20 years and it's your 20th anniversary and you're about to have some major shindig to honor yourself, um, we'd love to know about that and we'd love to write a little story. Obviously, the longer you've been in business, uh, the more that becomes kind of a, a news thing. You know, if, you, if you're celebrating your 50th year in business, well, that's pretty unusual. So, um, you know, part of, uh, you know, uh, writing a story is, is finding out what's kind of unusual, new, different. Um, which brings up the second point, uh, relevance. Um how how does you know, how does whatever you're doing with your business relate to something in, that's in the news? Um maybe you've just opened a new uh business related to highway safety and there's been a major accident uh involving your community or whatever. You know, so that sort of puts it in the news and uh, when you pitch your story you really need to pitch i you know this is sort of at the top of people's minds and top top of the sort of news agenda right now you know what are people talking about what are people worrying about that's that's all a big part of relevance also uh importance you know is this uh, business or this idea going to create more jobs how much money is involved you know if, if we're talking a couple thousand dollars or a couple million dollars you know that that will sort of sway our opinion on what's Worth uh, covering, um, and also importance uh, has to do with what people are involved. You know, if you have someone who's not well known, uh, that's not going to, you know, float our boat as much as you know if some major businessman who has a track record of, you know, success is involved in it. So, uh, so the importance is, is a big part of it. And then uh, we're also looking for something new. Right. So, uh, you know, if if you're opening up the the 50th uh, yoga studio in town, that's probably not going to be a big deal for us. But if you're opening up something different, that you know, maybe no one's ever tried in this area before. I think of some of the ones we've covered in our area. Uh, one was a trampoline park, uh, which was kind of new. We also had an escape room that opened a couple of years ago in Mystic and also a go-kart track that opened in, uh, in Montville. Um, so those are the types of things when you hear that, you go, wow, that's cool. You know, I mean, a lot of people are going to want to check that out. Want, a lot of people are going to want to go. Um, and then again, uh, you know, something extra is, is something we look for. So maybe you did open that yoga studio, uh, but you uh, maybe added something different to it, you know, a new type of yoga, or or maybe you added a boutique or, or something different that you w- wouldn't necessarily associate with a, a yoga studio, I don't know, a coffee shop, <laughs> something like that. Um, you know, if you're a tattoo parlor, again, there's a million pat- tattoo par- parlors uh, opening up, but maybe your tattoo parlor specializes in superheroes or, you know, something really kind of cool and interesting, Uh, that will definitely get us uh, very, very interested in what you're looking at. So
0: So, those are the main things. So so what critical questions should a business owner really be asking themselves about their story before they even begin to consider uh, efforts to get editorial coverage?
1: Well, I think some of the things include what makes me or my business different. Uh what's interesting about my business, you know. Um sometimes the interest obviously if you're opening up a trampoline park, that's different, right? Um but maybe you're um uh, a person, you know, who you wouldn't necessarily expect to open up a business uh uh you know, uh, maybe you know, you you opened up a a trucking business and and you're a young woman or something like that. So that would be sort of an unusual thing. Um so, so again, you know, think about what makes you different. Think about what makes you interesting um also uh think about how critical this business might be to the town or region you're in. um uh, could be that you know that this town has been wanting a Mexican restaurant forever, and you know you're the first one in town that opened up uh, you know and did that um so again, just try to think about you know what people are interested in and how critical this might be to what you're What you're doing Um, and also uh, again what's in the news that might be relevant to my business uh, which we kind of went over before also um, you know what it what is your story Um, not only your business but what is your personal story Um, because a lot of reporters you know are interested in you know your business but they're also interested in you you know what made you want to do this what what was kind of like the you know the critical thing that you said, hey, you know, this, this area really needs this. Um and it also, you know, might just be that you yourself are interesting, you have an interesting background. So do think about you as part of the story. Um and the other thing you have to think about is what is the individual newspaper's policies on writing stories Now that's not often easy to come by, but, um, as I said, you know, we used to have a uh, policy where we would only write about you if you've been around for a year, so if you know if you call eight months in, you're probably not gonna get into that publication um I don't think that's as critical anymore as it used to be, so um but there might be other things uh that you know we we only write about um Businesses in their first month you know that could be somebody's policy so if you if you kind of go in knowing the policy you you'll have a better idea of how to pitch things
0: so how many pitches or, or story ideas does a business reporter uh, sort through in order to get the stories that actually make it into print and is it why is it unrealistic perhaps to, to expect that someone's going to uh, get an acknowledgement uh, of a, from a reporter or an editor every time they, they make a pitch or a contact?
1: Right. Well, uh, business reporters do get a ton of uh, pitches. Uh, unfortunately, I'd say about 90 to 95 percent of them are totally irrelevant. Uh, they often come from national PR firms, you know, seeking coverage of authors or businesses or organizations way outside the coverage area. Um, so you sort of need to know what areas your newspaper covers first. Um, you know, you might be pitching to the Hartford Current which would have a much more broad base uh, from which they would be interested you know basically they would be interested in anything related to connecticut but if you're trying to pitch a story from you know massachusetts or Probably wouldn't be able to get quite as much uh, coverage for that. Um, so, so you need to know uh, what area your newspaper covers. You know, the day we cover southeastern Connecticut. You know, we go basically from the Connecticut River to Westerly, Rhode Island, and up into Norwich. But If you start pitching, you know, something up uh, further in the quiet corner or whatever, we're we're not going to be particularly interested in it. So um, so I'd say strangely, I get very few targeted pitches from business people in the area who actually have a story to tell. Um, So that that means actually if you have a story to tell um, and you are pitching to the area that we cover, you know, there's a very good likelihood I actually will be interested in the story and that the story will actually be written, um, you know, given some of those other guidelines they gave you, you know, that there needs to be timeliness, relevance, importance, and other other factors involved. Um, so, um, and I, I got to say, if I get two or three pitches a week, I would say that would be actually a good week. Um, so, I, I'd say, if anything, uh, the the pitching of people is, is probably under-targeted at this point. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, business people are busy, they've got other priorities, they're more focused on their business and not so much on publicity and, and that sort of thing. But I got to say, uh, every time I write a story for the newspaper, uh, people call me up and say, you wouldn't believe, you know, we just had our biggest uh, lunch crowd after writing about our restaurant, you know, ever and that sort of thing. So it does, you know, for at least a short period of time, it really does get people interested in your business and gets gets people out there. Um, so I would say, you know, target, targeted uh, pitches can really work as long as you sort of keep your eye on timeliness, relevance, importance, and and a little bit of pizzazz. you know, why should people care about your business? Um, You know, try to sort of stand back from your business a little bit and and think about why an average person would be interested in hearing about you. Um, As for acknowledgement of of pitches, um, I'd say... um, you know, I do get a lot of emails, uh, and a lot of people get a lot of emails. And the problem with getting a lot of emails is, you know, some of them do slip through the cracks. So I would highly recommend that anyone who sends uh, any sort of pitch by email, which is probably a good way to start, follows up with a phone call. Now, you don't follow up with a phone call and start bothering them about, you know, why didn't you get my, you know, why didn't you, you know, respond to my email or whatever, <laughs> you know, it may very well may be that they've got a million things going on, you know, and they haven't been able to get to it yet. So the best way to approach it is say, is say, hey, I just wanted to make sure I get, you know, you got my email and then, you know, launch into a little bit about what it was about. And 90% of the time the person will say, yeah, I vaguely remember that email. Let me, you know, what was your, you know, when did you send it? And they go back and try to find it and that that makes a big impact um if you're if you're friendly if you're not critical at all that they haven't responded just kind of go and say hey I wanted to make sure you got the email so i think those are some of the key things to uh, following up with uh, with a pitch
0: what are maybe some of the major misconceptions that business owners have when an opportunity for coverage actually arises? Uh, for instance, maybe the the ability to check over the copy uh, before a publication or or notification about when the, the story is going to run. Maybe it'd be useful to explain the difference in approach between news coverage and, and feature stories uh, also.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, Obviously, there's a lot of misconceptions. I mean, one thing is um, I think the major misconception is that everyone says, oh, you know, when is my free ad going to come out? (laughs) Well, we're not in the advertising department. We're in the news department. And, you know, we only put a story in if we think it's of interest not because you've advertised with us lately or you're going to advertise or whatever. So um, we actually uh, get our backs up a little bit when we start hearing people talk about, you know, all the advertising they're doing, and why aren't you covering? Because that's that's not our consideration. You know, we do have uh, separation of church and state when it comes to uh, to news coverage and and advertising. Um, so uh, as far as checking over copy, um, I think that sort of goes into uh, misconception number two, which the misconception number two is that you control the story as a business owner. Nope, <laughs> you don't. Um, and I think that's a really hard thing for a for a business owner to, to hear, but, uh, you know, we're going to write the story that we think is relevant. Uh, we're not making anything up. It's all going to be related to what you tell us, um, but we're going to sort of decide what the most important thing is uh, in your story and sort of focus on that and then obviously get into other, other things as well. Um, so again, misconception number three is that your advertising dollars count with us. It really doesn't. There are publications where it does count. Um, but you know the good thing about being with a publication that has that kind of separation of church and state is that the people that read the stories really do believe the stories because they know you're not getting paid to, uh, to do you know free advertising, free advertising for people. Um, So misconception number four is that your marketing spin will go in the paper word for word. Um, Now, we often hear hear in the newspaper business that such and such is the first this or the best that or whatever. And after a while, if you've been in the newspaper business long enough, you know that something is rarely the first or the best. Um, So even if you say that, we're we're not going to put it in the paper even if it might actually be true because it's very hard to uh, determine if it is true and you know 99% of the time when that is said it is not true so we we do tend not to uh, not to put those kind of uh uh you know over over the top kind of uh marketing spins on stories um and uh, I guess misconception number five is that the reporter will only want to know about the company and not about you. So I think you do have to, as a business owner, sort of open yourself up to your story um, because you probably have a very interesting story. There might be, um, you know, some person in your life that influenced, uh, you know, why you went into this business or whatever, and I think, you know, it's great if you can sort of open yourself up to those kind of personal anecdotes, because it does uh, make for a much better story, and people will actually read it, and if people read it, they'll they'll probably come out and check out your business. Um, and the other thing that you, I think you have to be a little bit worried about as far as misconceptions is that you can sort of say whatever you want in, a, in an interview and then kind of walk it back and tell the reporter not to put that in. Um, Reporters are kind of trained that everything's on the record unless you say it's off the record to begin with, so just sort of be careful when you say stuff um, because I think reporters get their backs up a little bit when you constantly tell them interesting anecdotes and say, no, you can't use that. So um, so I'd say those are the main misconceptions when it comes to dealing with the reporters.